So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to give you a sneak peek inside one of my group coaching calls. We had some amazing questions tonight from artists all over the world, and uh, you guys are going to enjoy this one, I promise. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast, and before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. Uh, I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. First up tonight. We are going to talk to Jonathan. So, Jonathan, let me go ahead and while you're doing that, let me go ahead and paste your question inside the chat so everyone can see it. All right, here we go. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Good. And yourself? Good. Happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday to you. And I want to... uh, Make sure that we've got everything that we need over here to make sure that that happens. Let's see here more. We're going to save this chat. All right. You doing well? Yeah. Hanging in there. Been a good weekend. All right. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, the question that I'm asking right now, let me go ahead and just put Jonathan's question and then what will happen is in the chat I'll be able to go in and edit these things in there super nice so that's all I'm going to put right now and then I will uh let's let's read this thing and let's uh let's go for it so first thing that we have right now is the tracks for my first album are near complete and I wanted to ask your thoughts based on something I recently saw on your Instagram I totally understand your rationale behind doing 10 singles instead of an album of 10 songs for the sake of people's attention, but is there a middle ground? As a non-touring artist, not having physical copies of my music uh, to sell isn't a huge deal, but as we've discussed previously, I have an older niche demographic that does buy physical merchandise, so not having a physical album to sell does hold me back from potential sales in the long run. I've priced it out around two grand for 300 CDs, 100 vinyl records, which is within my budget. Uh, to have produced, I guess I'm having, these are words I would never use, but I'll repeat them, cognitive uh, dissonance over the release structure. As a millennial, I totally agree with your suggestion of doing all singles, but as someone with a demographic who actually still buys albums, I feel like I need to do a little of both. Any thoughts, suggestions, or comments? Uh, So yes, so the strategies that I talk about with posting individual songs is for the advantage of being able to submit each of those songs to the Spotify editorial playlist. Now, what you said was physical. I'm talking digital. So there is nothing wrong with you having a physical CD to sell from your website, uh, you know, however you choose to sell it. But as far as uploading that to 
Spotify, Apple, the uh, digital outlets, I would go a song at a time. So I would have both. Uh, It's just a matter of how you release them. So uh, just because you have a physical CD that's out there, what's what you don't want to do is just upload a full CD to Spotify, because what's going to happen at that point is you're only going to get to choose one song off that record when you could have 10 songs working for you if they were to get placed on the other playlist. Does that make sense to you? 100%. Yeah. So um, I guess as far as getting this stuff printed, then should I go through all 10 songs on Spotify and then pull that together for an album like 10 months down the line or 10 weeks down the line or, you know, you however. Even do it. If you've got fans that want it now, you could even have the physical CD available for now for purchase from your website, you know, because okay. there's still people that like to buy the physical product. There's still people that sure. like to get autograph CDs. So let's not take that away from them. Let's definitely not take the vinyl. And then there's that whole added bonus of you get to hear everything early if you buy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to hear the the whole record, right, head over to my website. You know, you could even do a free plus shipping, you know, if you wanted to, if you had, you know, some other stuff that you could use. Where have I heard that before? Yeah. Well, you could, as long as you have an order bump or something that allows you to ultimately try to break even, you know, I, I don't break even by shipping my book you know, because I had to pay for the book, we had to pay for the shipping, we had to pay for the the processing. But it's the order bump that I have when people decide to join the fan base blueprint or go into group coaching, that really allows me to make money from a free plus shipping offer the same thing that I'm teaching you guys how to do. Uh, Same thing Chris Greenwood did, you know, when he sold his 15,000 records through Facebook ads, he also had a USB drive that you could purchase that had five other albums on it, you know, and that's where he actually made his money was from that not from the actual shipping of the physical copy of the book sure fun all right so uh if i can just ask then you know if you're gonna do the single release and put out the individual songs how long do you suggest dragging that out for if it's 10 songs should it be 10 months or what's your suggestion man if you've got 10 months to drag out great if you've got you want to do it all in six months if you want to release one a week you know, whatever it is, I would, I would space them out at least two to three weeks apart to give the editorial playlist uh, curators a chance to hear your songs and decide what they are. So I would even space them out. You could do it a month. You know, it's like, you know, your audience better, but I think as long as they're getting something consistent from you, I think that's what the key is. Do you ever hear about burnout about putting too much out? No, in today's world, you can't burn anyone out. Yeah. Because the people that want it are going to take it. And the people that don't aren't, you know, right. and by the, by the way, it's like when you upload a song, your followers are going to get, you know, it's going to show up on their release radar. There's a lot of advantages to having that. And no one goes, Oh my gosh, I can't believe someone's sending me more music that I get to listen to. Sure. You know? It's not like a sales letter. It's not like yeah, a, it's a so far that they're following you. Yeah, they're, they're already- correct. Correct. Now everyone's different, you know, so, sure. but people are real good about determining what it is they want to do. That's just the way things work sometimes. Sure. Awesome. Right. Cool. Appreciate right, it. Brother. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So let me jump him out of here and Bobby, you are up next. So let me come to you. If you can come in while you're coming in, I'll read your question. So let me just put Bobby's question. Uh, let me go ahead and unmute you real quick. I'll, I'll unmute you. 
Looks like you and I are trying to do it at the same. The, ah, ah, I got you. All right, cool. All right. Now your question's actually, I think, going to benefit a lot of people because we've all been in this situation, uh, even for me with speaking gigs or uh, coaching or anything like that. So it says, my cover band plays about 10 gigs a year at this local club. The dates, times, and money. Uh, let me go ahead and share this so everyone can see what I'm reading here. The, uh, let's see here. We have a great relationship with owners. They are present at every gig and we have never had an issue with payment. Now the last gig we played, there was one of our larger crowds, but the owner paid with a check and asked us to wait a few days. After a week, she asked to pay us cash instead, but ultimately didn't pay us any money until three weeks after the gig. And then it was only half. She paid us the other half at the five week mark one week before our next gig there. Anything else I should have uh, or do besides having it written, put it on a great show and keeping a regular contact to enforce payment. When is the time to get tough? Just trying to plan a course of action. So here's what's interesting about that is that <clears throat> at the radio station, when I worked in radio, the absolute worst people for paying their bills were the clubs mm -hmm. uh, because their, their, their money is really dictated on what happened the night before, or what happened that week, or what happened that month. It's unfortunate that you were put in this situation, but what I would do is I would reach out to this person because you obviously have a relationship and say, listen, I understand that you got caught in a bind, but you also put me in a bind because I had to pay out of my pocket for my band members. I couldn't ask them to wait five weeks the way you made me five wait five weeks. So I'm hoping that that was a one-time occurrence. If not, what I'm going to request is half up front before we play, and the other half at the end of the night after we play or a week in advance or something like that. This person <clears throat> probably just got hit on some hard times and, and you know, something happened. There's always a situation because obviously they knew if this hot band wasn't gonna show back up and play, uh, they needed to get things squared away at that point. So I would just do a one-on-one -on -one conversation with this person. Uh, it's probably a rare occasion, uh, yeah. but you know, I would then say, but in the future, uh, we, I may have to ask you for a deposit up front if you want us to secure that date. If not, we're going to have to find a, a date someplace else. Right. Yeah, I had suggested to her, too. I had even said when I got the first half, she said, okay, I'll be in touch about the second half. I'm like, well, I hope it's soon, you know? Yeah, right. And I, and I suggested to her, I said, you know, I said, if you were in a situation where you knew things were tight and you may not be able to pay the band, I said, we would respect it if you called us ahead of time and said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to cancel your upcoming date because I just don't have the funds. I said, that gives us an opportunity to look somewhere else or at least- Yeah, we're absolutely, absolutely. I said, but after we've done the work, I said, it's much more you know, awkward for me to go to my, my guys and say, I'm sorry, she hasn't paid us even though we've done the work. So yeah, she no, you're, you're on the right path. Just, just, just definitely have that communication with her. Okay. All right, All right. thank you, darling. Perfect. Thank you. All right, you got it. Joel, you're up next. So let me type in, let me unlock you. And let me type in Joel's question. <clears throat> See if you can unmute yourself there while I read your question. Hey, Rick. Hey, buddy. All right, so here we go. All right, Joel's Bible, as usually, <clears throat> as usual. You're my longest email writer, usually, but you're very precise, and I love the way that you set it out. So 
I know my music needs to be registered before I release it. My music is not registered yet, but I would like to put up some acoustic versions online. My question is this, when is my music considered released? Uh, when you put it online. As soon as you put it out there, that's when you want to make sure that it's registered so that uh, there's certain platforms that will pay uh, pay you, you know, so you want to make sure they know who to pay. So that's why we want to make sure that you're getting your music registered. So, so I need to have it registered before I even put up like a, an acoustic version of it. You know, well, if you put up an acoustic version of it on YouTube, you would be getting paid from YouTube because it's original music, especially if you have, you know, your platform monetized for monetization. So I would say yes. Uh, Facebook's okay. just now starting to pay uh, folks. Uh, Chris Greenwood told me he got his first check from them recently. So I would go ahead and, and, and do it. It doesn't take anything to get it registered with your PRO. You just upload it. You log in. Are you with ASCAP or BMI? Well, and that's a little bit further in the in the email. I'm I'm that's a very about the vast very last thing I have to do is join with Song Trust, which is then gonna uh, register with me my PR. Yeah, the very first thing you need to do is get your music registered. That's not the last thing you need to do. If you're gonna put it out there, you want to get paid, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm lost. I mean, right now I'm just looking to build my fan base. I don't know if I would get paid right now. Yeah, but I think your music's going to help build that fan base. So go ahead and take care of it now. That's why it's at the top of the program. It's like, let's get your business set up. Let's get your music registered. Uh, you've already set up your LLC. It says, it says uh, when I offer for sale. Yeah, so I answered that question. Number two, I really like what Don Byer's doing. Is there anything else that you would recommend that I have completed before I start doing Facebook Live performances? Uh, get your your PayPal and stuff. It looks like you have that created already, so that you can put up a virtual tip jar if that's what you want. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got the tip jar done. I got my um, my link. I've got everything ready. Just except you know I'm I'm uh, getting my in the process right now. Getting on with Song Trust. Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, go ahead and get that done. Uh, what you've done is fantastic. Things you need still need to do. Professional photo and artwork. Uh, and actually. Actually, over the weekend, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead no, ahead. I was going to say, don't fret over that, but it sounds like you're going to tell me you've already gotten it done, so that's great. Actually, yeah, I was thinking, oh, man, I should have uh, waited to send that email because I actually got that, I just got that finished and, and taken care of. So that, that part was done. So I guess that was, my main question is, once I get my music registered, based on what else, what all I have done there, I'm pretty much ready to go and, and start uh, posting and start doing live events, right? Or yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you've got the music and you're ready to start doing that, but the order should be is this, it's register with a performance rights organization, register with your distribution company, register with song trust, and then register with sound exchange. So you've got that. So just let's get those other two things figured out. Uh, yes, definitely start getting active on social, uh, business cards are great, especially if you're playing out live or you're networking or things like that. Uh, lastly, it says, would there be any reason why you would recommend against just taking my own picture? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like I said, the phones nowadays are like DLSR cameras, you know, you just yeah. get quality lighting, put it on a tripod, get it something step, but yeah, everything's fine. You got to remember sometimes too, is if we dress it up too much, then it looks like we're trying to sell something. Yeah, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll see a lot of my videos are me just standing in front of a whiteboard marking it up. I could do PowerPoints every time, but why? The most effective ones I have are when I'm using my phone or my iPad or 
we're shooting video of me actually doing something. So it doesn't have to be real fancy. Uh, the only thing I've started doing lately, and you guys can probably tell this, is when we have a lot of lights, is I've started putting on eye makeup underneath these bags. But, you know, as I continue to lose weight and drink more water, the bags are going away. So it's working out perfect. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be too crazy. But uh, those are all great questions that I know can help a lot of people. So I really appreciate you. Oh yeah, and can you just do those? Say that one thing that you said. What's the order? I've got, I've got the sound exchange done. Yeah, your performance rights organization is first. Oh, okay. Your, your distribution company will be second. Your song trust will be third. Sound exchange fourth. But you need those four things in place in order to collect the money that can be owed right. to you from different. Well, well song trust. When I when I join with song trust, they're going to register me with the PRO, so that'll knock out two there, and that will leave. Well, let's see. You may want to be with BMI. They may want to register you with ASCAP. I mean, it's like yeah. it's a personal thing. You know, it's like go go online. If if you're in Nashville. No, no, I'm in uh, South Florida. Okay, so if you want to get up to Nashville sometime, you could go every Wednesday. ASCAP has open door policy, and BMI has an open door policy through the week, you can go in and meet with people. But I, I think, you know, talk to your rep at Song Trust and see who they're thinking of registering you with. Uh, and then uh, you can always change later. You've got to give a year notice. But, you know, if you, have, if you don't care either way, yes, go ahead. Let them do that for you. Okay. And am I going to have to register two times, like once as a songwriter and once as a... As a publisher, if you want to get paid the, all the money. Right, so, so <laughs> yeah, there's two got, parts of the song that get paid, the publishing part and the songwriting part. So, yeah, you should definitely. Right. But, I mean, if I've got my LLC set up, can my LLC be both or does that, I got to be Just me? Just check on... with them. There's some that won't do it with an LLC. There's some that will. You have to go ask them. So, go look at their frequently asked questions. All of these uh, companies have a FAQs, as they're called. Frequently yeah, yeah, asked I've looked questions. at that. And a lot of them have an email that you can send in if you have questions as well. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome, and, uh, brother. All right. Well, Appreciate I'll let you, you go, Rick. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. Let's go to the next question. Is Tracy here? Doo -doo 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 -doo. Tracy is here. Tracy, you're up next. And you can go ahead and go to the bottom and unlock yourself. That'll unmute you while I get your question up here. Let me pop that in. Let me go ahead and... There. Oh, I did it. You did it. Now we got it. Okay, cool. Let's go to your question. Let me hit share. And here we go. I've been playing live for 10 years and have a great show in my opinion. I play acoustic and have very solid set list. I also promote my shows using events on Facebook as well as Facebook ads to build awareness by targeting that area the week leading up to the show. Some places I play are a new area for me that I don't have a fan base or draw yet. I would love to get at least 250 to 300 per show. Uh, yes, we all would and the venue would appreciate that. Uh, but I want to justify that amount in ways not including my draw because I spend money on Facebook ads and gas and travel. I feel my show is worth at least that much based on my experience as a seasoned performer and that I have a professional show. Am I justified in my reasons for asking that much and is 250 to 300 an acceptable amount? Every venue's different. That's the tough part. Uh, some people first time around, uh, if you feel that you can draw, you may want to try to structure a door deal with them. 
Uh, a lot of times you hear about those Texas acts, you know, the Texas acts are always constantly touring. What they do is an 85-15 split uh, after a set amount that the venue and you determine. So let's say it's going to cost the venue 50 bucks for a sound guy. You know, they have a little things and they say, okay, uh, everything after $150 at the door, Tracy, we'll split with you. You get the 85%. We get the 15%. That's sometimes because you said it's just you and your guitar, right? Okay, I can't. I can't hear you, so make sure that you're, I've got you unmuted, but your microphone. So being that you have minimal expenses, you at least want to get those covered if you can the first time, or since you believe in your show enough, find out what their base audience is, you know? So that way, if you're going into a new crowd, you can win them over, get them over to the merch table, and you can maybe make up your original expenses there. But the key is to get your foot in the door and to show them that, look, this is what I do. Now you see what it is that I can bring to the table. Uh, you can also see what they have as far as their socials. If they have a marketing department, you can even sometimes check with some of these bars to see if they have any radio money that they spend on ads. And would they mention you in the ad and maybe incorporate a little piece of your song or something like that? So people could hear uh, and get an idea of what it is that you do. Uh, but the key is to not wait till the last minute. As you reach out to these venues, uh, I was on the Indie Bible the other day and they've got some of these great, you know, click on these links, this is the type of music that they allow, this is what they play, this is who to contact and things like that. But really try to find out too, because it might be hard the first time to get like a hot night, like a Friday or a Saturday, but maybe you could even go a lot of times too with these newer clubs. If you've already routed three or four days maybe, you could call them and say, hey, I have an opening on a Tuesday. I'm going to be traveling through your town. I would love to start establishing myself there. I'm willing to, you know, do socials, run some Facebook ads. You know, do you guys have any marketing uh, that you put into these shows as well that I might be able to piggyback on or something like that? Okay. So for whatever reason, I'm not hearing your voice, but you're nodding your head yes a lot. Uh, so what you have to do when you click down in the bottom left is you have to determine what your microphone is going to be and what your headset is going to be. So now you've just muted yourself, but if you click the little arrow next to it, it should say, select a microphone, select a speaker. So you're obviously able to hear me. Hear me. There you go. Now I got you. No, almost do whatever you did a second ago. Cause I heard my echo. Oh Yeah. Rick testing one, one, two, three. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You switched your speaker, but uh, hopefully we got your stuff, uh, your question answered. And if you could figure it out and you have anything else, we'll bring you back on in just a little bit. All right. So let's jump here. Let's go back into the inbox. I'm going back and forth between the glasses because I can't read the emails, but you guys are getting a heck of a glare. So I apologize for that. All righty, Ray is here. Uh, what's up, my friend? All right, let's see if Ray is on here. Let's see if Janet Bay is on here. She is. All right, go ahead. Okie dokie. What's up, sir? Hey, doing well. Hi, Rick. How are you? Doing well. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I've been watching your daughter's live. She's been going live a lot, so it's great. I get to check in. I love her sunglasses and her whole little hat situation she's got going on with those flowers. It's wonderful. 
So you have a great question, and I know I have a couple other parents on here as well. Do you recommend I still form an LLC for my daughter who is a minor? If yes, any advice on how to state the operating agreement because she is a minor? Uh, this may be a lawyer question, laughing out loud. Yes, it is, <laughs> laughing out loud. But I was thinking my wife and I are 50-50 partnership, but she can't be part of it because she's a minor. However, she's a singer, so I don't know how all that comes into play. So what state do you live in? You're in California, right? Uh, I'm in New York. Oh, you're in New York. Okay. So there's states like New York, Tennessee, LA, Texas that are minor protected states because there's a lot of young actors and actresses and musicians in those cities. So there are specific rules and things that go along with that. So I would reach out to an entertainment attorney okay. in New York and ask them if they have anyone that uh, is set up with helping structure deals for minors. And they would be more than able to help you. But every situation's different. So I, don't, I can't give any legal advice there. But the advice that I would give you is to reach out to an entertainment attorney in your area and let them figure out what's going to be best for you. Okay, I sure will. All right. You got nice little hearts above your head there. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say hi to your girl for me. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Okay, bye. Yeah. So when it comes to the legal stuff, you know, make sure that you're seeking out an entertainment attorney. That's the most important thing. Somebody who understands entertainment law. If you can find someone music wise, that would be even better. Uh, so let me just put that was Ray's question. Got it. Now is Reggie here? Let's see if he's here. He is. All right. So this is Reginald's question. All right, can you hear me? I've unmuted you, so check yourself. I don't get to see you, uh, but I see that you're there. So let me just go ahead and read your question. On my YouTube channel, I have a song called Sweet Dream that I sing, but I do not appear in the video. Instead, there are actors that act out what I am singing. My question is, should I not do these videos unless I am also appearing in them? My artist name with all my website and social media information appears at the end, and my name and song title appears at the beginning. Note, this video is already posted before I got your response from the previous coaching call. Uh, the video is in the link below. There are hundreds of videos where the singer is not actually featured in the video, so you are okay there. The one thing that I would check with, let me see who uploaded this, whose page it shows up on. Uh, let me pause that because it's not important about that. So this is your page. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with this at all. Uh, you have people. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're covering yourself in your description. You're covering yourself everywhere else. Uh, I love the fact that you tagged yourself. So uh, you, in my opinion, are good to go on that. So you don't necessarily have to be in the video. I'll tell you guys a funny story for a long time. And this isn't you, Reginald, because you are a good looking man, but Christopher Cross. When Christopher Cross first came out, uh, those of you that don't know Christopher Cross, you can Google him. Uh, he had the voice of an angel, but he wasn't really much to look at. He's an amazing guitar player. His first record was this green album with this white swan on it. And it wasn't until uh, what I want to say is 
that he, he was uh, nominated for a Grammy or up to play at the Grammys. And he came out and sang and everybody was like, the sailing song is what it was. And everybody was like, holy cow. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not uncommon uh, to do this. So you've protected yourself the right way, I think. And uh, I think you're good to go there. So uh, can you speak now? You can't. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and change you back to an attendee, get back in here into the emails. Told you guys there were some really good questions tonight. All right, here we go. Next page. Uh, Scott. Let's see. Is Scott here? Scott is not, but let me share and go ahead and type in Scott's question. Okay, and let's go take a look. Hey, Rick, this is where my confusion is with my brand. My main thing is teaching music is where I make my living, but it seems like I'm getting more views performing songs. I've written lots of songs, including some with the help of my students. My brand is uh, Guitar Hero Scotty. My teaching is Mr. Scott's Kids Rock, Music for Special Needs. going to be my 501c3 nonprofit. I've been contacted by Hillsong Channel to promote my brand with millions of viewers for about $4,000, which should I focus on? Uh, viewers for about, I'm thinking you're having to spend some cash there. How should I go about all this stuff? Been so busy teaching, still a little behind on social media stuff. Thanks for your best. Uh, if, if it's within your budget, uh, Scott, to be able to get that kind of exposure I would definitely go for it. You know, I think what you're doing is a fantastic cause. Uh, and, and I wouldn't be so concerned, you know, I, I think you're going to be able to cross both, both of them together, which is going to be really nice. Uh, I also think that with Hillsong, they obviously something, see something in you and your cause and what it is that you're doing. So if you can figure out a way to make that work within your budget, definitely uh, go for it. Uh, being that you're not here and I can't follow up with you on some of these questions, I'd be asking you, are you concerned about, you know, your artist brand interfering with your guitar teacher brand or things like that? I wouldn't be. Uh, I think they play very well together. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, if you're trying, I don't, what I don't like to see cross promoted is the people where I go to their website and it's like singer, actor, model. It's like, what are you? You know, it's like, if I came to you for your acting, you know, it's like, what are, what are you as your brand? So if you can keep it, and I think yours combine really well together, I think you're going to be okay there. So let's go to our next question is going to be from Daryl. Is Daryl here? He is. Glad you guys are all showing up tonight. This is awesome. All right. So uh, we have some new folks here tonight. So welcome to the group. Uh, Daryl. Hey, buddy. Hey. All right. How are you? Let me go ahead and read your question for um, everyone, no. and then I'll answer it for you. Like most people, uh, he says, hi, Rick and fellow artists. Uh, like most people, I don't like just one style of music. I like to write and play in multiple genres, mix of folk, country, ballads, blues, rock. I was thinking that as I start to develop a fan base, I would focus my recording and marketing of my songs that fit a particular style. 
maybe start with my songs that have a country feel. After promoting that style for a while, start another campaign where I introduce my existing supporters to my folk music while also reaching out and try to connect to people who enjoy the folk sound. I would keep repeating that process of new campaigns until I've covered the gamut of styles that I enjoy writing and performing. So here's the thing. I would start where you think you have the best opportunity to build that fan base because once people fall for you, they've fallen for you and then you can drip little things. It's when people try to, to make everyone like everything. It's like when you go to their website and it looks like, you know, a Spotify playlist, for goodness sakes, that's not all genre specific. So I like the way that you're saying, okay, let me focus here. Let me get this going for a little while. And then as people are like, okay, Daryl, we want more because we all have multiple influences, especially the artists nowadays. You know, it's when Sam Hunt started bringing some hip hop into country and some pop into country and Florida Georgia Line did it and Thomas Rhett did it. Now almost every country song has a track. You know, it's like you go into a writing session. It used to be two writers, you know, you're with your guitar, me with my guitar. We would write a song together. Now they've got a lyricist, you know, the artist. They've got a track guy. The the demo's done by the time you leave. I mean, the game has definitely changed. So I think you're on the right path there by wanting to focus. If you feel country is where you can win first, by all means, definitely start there. If you feel it's blues, then you start there. It's going to be a little harder. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you, well, I was just are you saying go with what I feel the, is mostly my theme or mostly where I'm strong at or mostly what I like, will be doing or go where with what I think I can win at? Because if you're not comfortable, you're not going to be able to get anybody to dig on anything. You know, it's like right. okay. a lot of times it's like, yes, you guys all start doing what it is that you like. But then you have to find, wow, is there an audience for what it is that I like or am I a party of one? And that's the thing we're yeah. all afraid of, you know, it's going, man, should I put it out there? Is anyone going to like it? You know, so you could put some feelers out there. You could, you know, do some Facebook lives, play in a mixture of, I would do more like the blues, the country, the folk, you know, the guitar, whatever you feel comfortable with and see what people are drawn to. It might surprise you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times yeah. it surprises me when I'm like, Hey, what is it that you guys are looking for? And I, I just recently did a survey with uh, Indie Bible's audience and Disc Maker's audience. And I said, hey, we're here. We have all these other relationships. What else would you like to know about? It was surprising to the Indie Bible and Disc Maker folks when I showed up with the, with the numbers. It's like, because the numbers don't lie. You know, it's like, wow, we would have thought it would have been more here because this is what we do. And I'm like, no, touring was the last thing they wanted to know about film and television was the number one you know then it was how do i build an audience how do i get on these playlists how to sell more merchant shows you know it's like it was just all of a sudden so now we know what it is so when you're able to drop this on your folks see what they resonate with see you know you may even do a blue song once post the video up on on facebook a country song see which one people are sharing See which one they're commenting the yeah. most on. You know, take request. That's a real good way to find out what people want. Say, look, I'm going to, you could even do a Facebook Live and just not play. Just say, hey, guys, I'm wanting to go live every Wednesday. Tell me what you're into. Tell me what you would love to hear. Tell me what you would love to find out. What the, you get back might be an aha moment for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, and keep checking. 
Absolutely. You keep throwing, you keep yeah. testing. You know, yeah. it's like every time it's somebody says, change. should I do this or this? I usually say yes. <laughs> you know, do them both because <laughs> you never know what they're going to yeah. like. Awesome, my friend. Thank Super. you for the great okay. question. I appreciate you. All right. Cool. All right. So let me go see if Alexa is here. Alexa is here. Uh, there she is. Boom. All right. 70 of you guys popped in here tonight. So may have to go to add another uh, Sunday night to the deal. How you doing, my dear? Hey, can you hear me? I can. Maybe turn Perfect. your volume up a li little bit. Okay. All right. There we go. Perfect. All right. So let me jump to your question real quick here. All right. So my question relates to promotion of projects and my brand that I am in the process of creating. As I've said before, I just got a book deal through Hay House Publishing and it's correlating with a soundtrack. Each chapter has a corresponding song. Anyways, I've decided uh, on my audience, the demographics, and I have an idea of the kinds of things I need to be posting about daily. Uh, in addition to my book, I'm also in the process of finalizing the contract for my Tim Hortons jingle. Yesterday, I had a single release with another artist. I'm also uh, uh, Nita Ambassador, National Eating Disorder Association, and I've written their theme song, Deadly Beauty, which I'm donating proceeds of the song to helping girls pay for treatment programs. I've released an EP, which I'd like to keep promoting to continue generating revenue. I've labeled and posted all of these different projects below. Now, here's my question. Uh, do I focus on my book soundtrack project solely or do I promote all the things I'm currently doing and working on? If so, how can I stay on brand and cater to my book soundtrack audience while doing so? So let me start by saying I went and I listened to the Tim Hortons jingle. It's fantastic, by the way. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to the theme song as I'm going through here. But let me ask you this. It sounds like there's this philanthropy part to you. Uh, will that be jeopardized uh, tell me more about the book i think the more i know about the book and the songs because i don't think anything that you shared on this right now would jeopardize anything i just think it makes you more of a badass myself uh i just think that you know you are obviously a strong empowering woman and you are using everything at your disposal from your talents in writing and singing and writing books to really trying to go out and make a difference. So I don't, I, I think you need to get the book done and the soundtrack because uh, those are going to be the hardest. So what's the hardest thing for you to accomplish right now that if you said, okay, I've got eight hours a day that I can work, this chunk every day needs to be spent doing this because at times you're going to get burnt out too. So you're going to want to have these other creative outlets. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's the big, that's a big thing you bring up is like, we have X amount of time in the day and I have these other projects that are now coming to fruition as far as contracts and having to fly out to Canada after whatever and finalize things. And I'm trying to finish up this book and, um, yeah, I think you're right. I need to finish the book, finish the soundtrack. And I guess also, I'm just wondering how to kind of go about even the promotion of, so, so with music, it's easier for me, but a book, it's like, how do you even start promoting? It's not, it's not, it's the exact same way. It you really know? is. Like Absolutely. Music, I can write a song and be like, hey guys, I just, I just wrote a new song, check it out, here's a clip of it. But with a book, 
with a with a book you could no yeah i mean you could go on facebook live and you could read a paragraph from the book and tell people this is from my upcoming book uh there's a lot of people too is it's like you know you can give away a chapter of the book for anyone who pre-orders the book you can go ahead and send them a chapter ahead of time i've seen that work before the cool part now is that in all the places where i play and go get my mentorship there's a lot of authors there so these are all these different strategies you know there's there's ways that you know you've got a great voice you could you could read part of it and give the audio portion of it away you know there's all kinds of different things that you can do but you remember the chapters of your book are like your songs of an album you know it's like they all come together to become one album so if, if you have a few chapters and you're wanting to get people on the email list to be able to notify them when the book is complete or if they pre-order now you can give them a copy of maybe one of your old records or maybe you give them a song a preview of a song and a chapter you give them a chapter and the song that goes with that chapter and say this is what the book's about every chapter has a song and i would love to go ahead and share the first chapter and that first song with you now. And by the way, this is what the book is about. Uh, these are the people that it's benefiting or whatever it is at that point. And start encouraging people to share. Start encouraging people to tell their friends to sign up as well. You know, because if you go on Facebook and you search eating disorder groups, you're going to find millions. And it's sad, right. but you will find millions of people in these groups that are having those conversations. I would go in now. And I would join as many of those groups as you can. But here's the thing. Don't go in as Alexa the singer and Alexa the author just yet. You go in as Alexa, a caring person who understands what these people are going through. And when you see people post questions, you know, it's like for, for the, the nutrition program that I'm involved in, we have a, a Facebook group. And we'll go into the group and somebody's just having a hard day, you know? So I'll go in and tell uh, a young lady, you look fantastic. Keep it up. You know, I only lost two pounds this week. You know what? It's two more than somebody else lost. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You know, don't beat yourself up. When you can go in and be that voice of comfort, when the time is right, you're going to be able to say, look, by the way, you know, I've been in here for the last couple months and I love the people that have been in this group. I love interacting with you and you guys are a reason why I did this. You're a reason why this was created. And then you can share that with them. That's perfect. I have one question on that. Sure. With um, all these projects I'm doing, I guess my hesitation is that the book itself is of a spiritual nature. And that's, that's so I'm all about that. And I just wonder with, being in country music and being in the throes right now of having, you know, potential singles coming out and cuts and things. I almost wonder, is it something I need to keep very separate from country because of how it may be taken since it's more of a metaphysical, spiritual type? Like, I don't know if you've it's ever who heard you, It's who you are. You know what? It's who you are. The only thing I say about religion and politics is don't push your beliefs on anyone, you know, right. but you right. are who you are. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, and, and that's the thing is it's like, here's the thing. We're never going to be for everyone. So you want to find your audience. No one's not yeah. going, if, 
if a record label came to you and you've got this massive audience and they saw that you sold a boatload of records and a boatload of soundtracks, they're not going to sit down in an interview and go, so Alexa, tell me what your spiritual beliefs are. They don't give a crap at that point. You know what I mean? As long as you're not out there saying anything controversial or whatever that people would want to, you know, take your books off the shelf and your music off the shelf. But we are who we are. I mean, when I tell people about my story, you know, about my uh, drug addiction, you know, being 27 years sober, you know, being the fact that I ask God to let me die. I tell people I'm not putting my religion on anyone. That's just part of my story. You know, that's who I am. And I think people appreciate that. They do. I did. I mean, that's what people gravitate towards you because I feel like you radiate honesty and authenticity and that's something that I really respect and thank you and um I I think yeah this is great advice last thing um with with doing these groups and doing somewhat of the media aspect there is possible I have some interest as far as a cinema campaign for this book based on the outline do I start focusing on the marketing aspects, even the groups and whatnot, or do I spend most of the time writing and finishing it first? Or Get the I- book finished. That <laughs> I know so many authors that took three years, four years, five years. You need to put yeah, I a, can. I got a deadline. <laughs> yeah, so that's great that you have a deadline. Because I was going to say, if not, put a deadline on yourself. But there's a lot of people that you know get that done first because that is going to open up so many doors for you. Uh, so that's where I would put my focus. Uh, one of the things that I had to do about two years ago was incorporate the word no, uh, into my vocabulary because I was always trying to help everyone and people would ask me to do this and come over here and speak over here and do this and do that. I got so bogged down that none of my stuff was getting done and I was starting to affect my business. So, and that's one of the reasons why I recently just let go of my consulting client, you know, which a lot of you guys know about is it's, it's just, Hey, the money was fantastic. Trust me, who doesn't like 10 grand a month, but the distraction that it was causing, I felt was keeping me from growing my business. Your personal purpose. Correct. It's like, I, I, it's like, if my day is drained arguing with people to do the right thing, I have to eliminate them from my space. Because it then directly affects how I respond to my wife, how I respond to my kids, how I respond to you guys. You know, it's like, so sometimes, you know, all money is not the right money. I learned, I learned that. And, and that's why it's like, it's, it's better sometimes to sit back and say, okay, this project's going to open a lot of doors. Sure, it might be cool to go write this song over here with this person, but is that going to take me away from my, my goal of getting this book done? my vision yeah and the answer is yes right now now once the book's done then you reopen up those conversations again and I think a lot of people here listening to this will be able to understand that you know for the next couple months this is where my focus is for the next couple months I have to hunker down get this done when I'm done I will let everyone know that I'm back in action let's set up co-writes let's set up coffees let's let's start looking at the next phase of what's happening but yeah you need to take control of the and organize this chaos that you have but it's great chaos to have yeah yeah all right that was brilliant advice i appreciate it Thank you're you welcome so much. so much and good luck keep me posted perfect we'll do. are are now you're in where are you at in canada oh i just got back a day ago i'm oh, now you back did, okay, okay. Yeah. so now you're back for the the stuff and now i'm back okay, so. okay. all right well we'll talk soon cool. okay we'll see it okay bye-bye
Great questions, great questions. All right, so let me go get the next one for you guys. And that was, let me see, did I put Alexa? Let me go make sure that this says Alexa's question. Because I couldn't get this to cut and paste. I'm over here doing it. Uh, is Jennifer here tonight? I hope so. There she is. All right, Jennifer, I'm gonna open up your biography. There we go. Hey, girl. How's it going? How are you? Good. Good. You got good color. I like the color of that <laughs> room. Yeah, it's it's peachy, literally. Le yeah, literally <laughs> peachy. Okay, so let me open this up. Uh, I wrote a novel again. So yes, but you know what though? It's like here's what's funny is that I I don't hear from you for a little while, but when you do, you bring it, girl. So I love that. So let me jump in here, and this is gonna be. Simulation like control, okay. I guess. Okay, so here we go. Let's share this and we're in. Dear Rick, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yes, no, we're good. Okay. I'm getting ready to hit the studio this summer for my next album. My band is currently a blues rock trio when we perform live, drums, bass, and electric guitar. But in a perfect world, we would be a five-piece, drums, bass, dual lead, electric, with slide, keys. The only reason I don't have a five-piece live is due to the cost associated with touring. My dilemma at the moment, when I record, I add slide guitar, dual guitar harmonies, and keys. I feel that adding these instruments really complements the sounds and gives the listeners the best possible experience. That five-piece sound, I feel, is my sound, but as discussed above, I currently have to be a trio on the road due to financial constraints. Uh, let's see. I learned last tour the hard way that recreating that feeling with a trio just isn't possible. I tried stripping songs down. I tried revamping the arrangement. It just wasn't the same. As a result, we had several songs off the album that we were not able to to perform on the road. Additional hurdle. Our crowd is diehard old schools. Think vintage vinyl meets analog. The reason I say this is because I thought about using tracks at shows to cover the additional instruments, but I'm super fearful that using tracks would leave a really bad taste in the mouths of our core audience. I literally had a visual of the movie Roadhouse with beer bottles hitting chicken wire, so I convinced myself not to try it. Uh, the key to that, by the way, Jennifer, is anytime anybody throws something, just throw it back. Right. Uh, another hurdle. My band is really me as a solo act with hired backing musicians. They are fantastic people, but I can in good conscience ask them to play for less than a hundred per person per night in order to hire two more musicians to make a full five piece band for the good of the band's future. They are seasoned musicians that are way past the point of sleeping in a van playing for less. They aren't 20 year old guys. I should note that our current live show consists of three to four hour full night shows at venues that charge a cover versus ticketed. We make a decent night's wage and I do well with my merch. Our nearest major population center is about six hours away. Uh, I should also note that I have a, a lot going on with my music outside of touring in terms of online funnels. I have income streams from royalties. Wonderful online store and just went through Michael's music licensing course and I'm working on implementing that. I also have a Spotify course. I'm taking a plan to implement that. Even though some of these are in the infancy stage, I'm working to have four additional streams of income outside of touring. God bless you. Uh, this could be a way to get my five piece band in the future. Sorry for the long drawn out story, but I wanted you to have the information for my questions. Now, the questions are, 
Until I can financially support a five-piece on the road, is there a happy medium for recording great music and performing that li what that live music uh, live while working with a limited tour budget without using tracks? Um, am I approaching it all wrong? I don't think you're approaching it all wrong because you're trying to be true to who you are and who your music is. Unfortunately, a lot of times, convenience and opportunity don't go hand in hand. And a lot of times, I've got people that are doing acoustic records first, you know, and then in order to go out and raise the funds to be able to do this. Uh, you could also make it as a joke when you are up on stage with your three piece saying, Hey, after the show, I'd love to meet everybody over at the merch table. And the more you can bring to the cause next time I'll get to bring another guitar player. Like you know, that. it's like, you can joke a little bit about it, you know, without shedding a lot of light on it because I've watched your live videos. You're a brilliant guitar player. And I think that's what people are focused on. I think they're focused on you. No offense to the other dudes that are in the band, but they're watching what you're doing because there's not a lot of women doing what you do with a guitar. My friend Ariel Two-Tone is the same way. You know, she plays with Eric Johnson. She's out, she does her thing. It's like, she goes out by herself and tours Europe, you know, and she used a looper you know, because she wanted to really kind of bring it to life. So I wouldn't stress too much about it, but what I would do is, you know how we always say, post your why on the mirror every morning so you see what your why is? You get those other income streams going and you can take a seven piece if you want. Yeah. You know, I think you're one of the most focused uh, clients that I have. Uh, you're very goal oriented, you know, that's why you invest in yourself. And that's why you invested in these other programs to try to, you know, generate these things. So I think the time will come. So I think right now, maybe strip it back a tad in the studio. Okay. But, you know, don't, don't make everything uh, sound like a instrument that every song have an instrument feature prominently, that's not in your live show. Okay, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. So you can even sometimes have those instruments on the track, bury them a little bit in the mix where they make sense, but you're the feature. You know what I mean? It's your guitar playing that's the feature. So those other things, you're, let me say it this way. You're the steak. Those other things are just seasoning. Okay. okay? So as long as the steak stays true to who you are and what it is that you do, then the seasoning's just added. And too much seasoning, people spit it out. You know, so it's like sometimes you have to know where to back it up. So I know people that put way too much in their songs uh, and it doesn't make sense. But I love the fact that you're thinking about your audience. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to try to have them sitting there going, wow, there's this big, huge sound coming out of the speakers and there's three people on stage. Not everyone can be Nirvana, you know, <laughs> not everyone can be those Seattle bands that those three pieces just killed it. Yes, you know, totally. I think Sting was a three piece, you know, it's like, there's some of those older bands that were three pieces that did what they did. So keep doing it. I don't think you also asked in here, am I choosing the wrong type of gigs? I don't think so. You know, because you're making money at your gigs, your fans right. are having a good time at their gigs and don't be afraid to tell them, you know, tonight, you know, the, the proceeds from the merch is going to, so next time I come here, I can bring another guitar player, you know, oh, or I could God. bring a keyboard player. You could even go on, and, you know, do some Facebook lives and throw a virtual tip jar and say, hey, 
this month the funds are going. I've got two great gigs coming up. I want to bring two extra guys. I mean, hell, Dawn got up there one time and said she was freezing and said, today the tips are going to go for a floor heater. And everybody gave her all this money. She went, she bought the floor heater, and the next day she showed them the floor heater, and she goes, today I've got to get CDs printed up. Today all the tips are going to go to help me get my CDs. And people were just throwing money at her because they knew what it is that she wanted. You know, they knew what it is that she needed because think about it this way. Why are you doing all this? So you can make less money? No. So you can put on a better show. Right. And I think they will respect you for that. Yeah. And I like your idea of, of involving them more. I need to be better at that with, I, you know, I feel like I'm already supposed to have it all together. And I don't. No, you know, I'm, no. I'm once we do, this, yeah. so. once we do, somebody comes, knocks us off that thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have to be careful of. And yeah. in my house, it's my wife or my two teams. <laughs> my cat. It's my cat in my house. <laughs> awesome. Thank you <laughs> for cool. sharing this because I know it's something that a lot of people are thinking and a lot of people are going from. I'm already seeing all, all, half the stuff here. It's like, great questions, great questions. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, somebody else had a real good suggestion here. Uh, Reggie says, also, you may say if you hire local union players in the town that you go to, you don't have to pay travel and lodging. That, um, I thought about that. That's actually a really good You just idea. send them your charts. Yeah. You know, those guys are awesome. Like I said, since you're the, the one anyway. Uh, and, and I was mentioning Ariel earlier too. She also tours Europe with a band, but she has a band in Europe that she uses and she'll get there a few days early and they'll rehearse together and then they'll go out. Uh, she has a band in Texas. She has a band in California. You know, really? she just found these players that she likes to play with. And she calls him up and says, hey, I need to hire you for a week. I'll come in a couple of days early. We'll rehearse. And then they tour that area and then she leaves, you know. So there's, there's some different strategic ways that you could try to pull this off. That's, yeah, the wheels are turning. So thanks awesome. for Awesome. Awesome. Well, good, my dear. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. So I hope you enjoyed that behind-the-scenes uh, look into what goes on inside of group coaching. If group coaching is something that interests you, uh, the best way to learn about me is go to ricksfreebook.com. Uh, we will start there. I want to earn the right to uh, get you into my world. I feel it's on me. So uh, go check it out, ricksfreebook.com, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.